0: we go. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the return of Muddled Thoughts podcast. I am Ryan. I'm Zach. And this is Max. This is a special episode because this is the first time that we have had at least two people of the three in the same room. uh, And we will be revisiting our American Idiot album review series. We're going to be jumping into part two. I don't know about you guys, but I am extremely excited to uh, to get back into this.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, very excited. Uh, it's been so long, it's been nine months, nine months, how could you not be excited? Right?
0: All I could do is listen to this album and uh, think about what I would say, and I still don't know what I'll say. <laughs> it's, 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 it's gonna be, uh, it, it's,
2: it's gonna build off of what everybody else says, I'm quite sure. I'm pretty sure your mind's going to get blown at least twice throughout this whole episode. That's
0: that's a very generous understatement <laughs> going there, Maxwell. <laughs> all right. Well. We in the first episode, we covered American Idiot and uh, all of the parts of Jesus of Suburbia.
1: We did. Aren't we skipping a little bit right now, though? Oh, yeah. I forgot the most important part. <laughs> the most important oh, part guys. Oh. what?
0: What is everybody? Somebody's got <laughs> there it is. There <laughs> we go. Everybody's got some sort of liquid around them right now. Max, we're going to start with you, buddy.
2: Oh, uh, got... she so uh, for Christmas, my uh, my uncle got me this bottle of four roses very nice very nice small batch straight bourbon whiskey you know how it is mixed with a small hint a small hands of coke just so i can drink it faster but
1: there you go just a hint a little bit of flavor
2: yeah exactly
1: all right well uh what do you got over there zach i
0: grabbed from your uh whiskey, whiskey stock there yeah, you did it's <laughs> so, something with an A. That's all I got. It's, ten, it's a ten-year Scotch. Artig? Art? No or something. Hmm. Okay.
1: I don't remember. Either way, honest. I don't remember to be honest with you. It is delicious. Excellent. Excellent. I am drinking a this. Well, we had dinner this evening. As for those of you watching live on Facebook, Ryan and I are in the same room together, and we had dinner this evening. So. I made dinner. I'm drinking a bit of a, a dessert wine from from Wisconsin, from Solu Winery. It's called Torqued. It is a honey and coffee dessert wine. Um, very sweet, very sweet, very sweet. But it is it is quite good. So I'll be sipping that, and I've got the the good old Spotted Cow in reserve. There you go. For, for once that stuns. So. The
0: backup, the the lower octane stuff, if it, you will.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Well, now that we know everybody's well hydrated, or well dehydrated, be. whichever one you choose. What do we think we want to jump into? Do we want to recap a little bit,
1: or do we want to just jump into next on the docket? It might be good to recap, I mean... Ryan, you could fill people in on what's been going on in your life now that you're here. I mean, you're yeah, actually in this area, here, not
0: just in the in the uh, the audio. Uh, yeah. So in September, uh, my wife and my daughter and I moved down to Hartford, Wisconsin, from Manaqua, Wisconsin. Uh, so we've spent the last five months kind of working, getting things in order Uh, And we are actually going to be moving to Waukesha, Wisconsin from Hartford uh, next month. So we just locked that down actually at about 1030 last night. So I will be in the area much more often now and uh, we will be probably recording in person more often. I hope so. So you'll see more of us in uh, the same room. So it's been kind of a... A little bit of a hiatus while we figured everything out. We had, all had a lot going on in our personal lives. But now that I'm in the same area, it's a lot easier to coordinate things. So mm-hmm. it's it's a good return. It's celebrating the return of the podcast and the first ever in-person podcast. So pretty monumental, monumental
1: episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who knows? We might even get Max in person in the future, too. That's, he might I, I end think down so.
2: There. I think so.
1: Yeah. can you imagine all three of us
0: under the same roof recording this podcast
2: I don't think Facebook live could handle it
0: <laughs> Zuckerberg's gonna have to uh, update Just the, shut us the down
1: processing software yeah right banned we might get attacked by the reptilian people you never know FCC trying to shut us down
2: right
0: but yeah so that's what I got going that's that's the big news cool uh it's nice to have all of us in the same area for this for once. Makes a, makes things a lot easier, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. On the other side of things, though, Max and I are not living together anymore. 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 We used to be recording just one room over from each other. So yeah, you see me in different. the background grabbing <laughs> snacks <laughs> yeah. and
2: stuff.
0: Yeah, walking <laughs> around for a drink while Zach and
1: I are just making some corn dogs. maybe. You know? Hell yeah. <laughs> Every, everybody's relocated a little bit, yeah. And do miss awesome. that overhead microwave. Oh yeah, the overhead mic that was great. Overhead microwave. Um, you got it looks like you got quite the kitchen behind you though, right? Is that your kitchen?
2: Uh yeah. Uh, I got a bunch of shit. So I got like a um, air fryer, microwave. I got this little cute little um dash like kind of like an egg maker thing you know scramble it up and pour it in there and make like a little uh cooked egg and throw it onto a sandwich it's a it's a a pretty nice setup it's kind of it feels cramped when you first get in there but once you get comfortable with it it's nice and cozy
1: you're right at home yeah you can get some stuff done you really (laughs) you are just set man envy Cool, cool, cool. I suppose we should stop fucking around and maybe actually get into <laughs> the episode. Get into <laughs> what
3: we're doing here,
0: yeah. So as as I said previously in the last episode, if you've not tuned into the last episode, I would recommend hitting that up before continuing any further past this point, because we covered the first two songs of the album, and then we will be jumping into the third song of the album called Holiday. Indeed. Indeed. if If you guys don't know about American Idiot, um, it is it is kind of an operatic rock album. It is uh, written in linear progression. Uh, it follows the same character through his life. So each song is kind of a different chapter of his life. So um, you'll notice a lot of similarities between lyrics and tracks.
2: I mean they made a freaking musical about it.
1: right. They right. did. Did, have it, either of you guys seen the musical? I have not. I no. haven't either. All right. I was hoping one of you had seen Me. it. So it starts off with um, famous
2: guitar riff. You
0: hey, hey. don't recognize
2: that. You don't own a radio. <laughs> I say if you've ever tuned into 1021, you've heard that song before. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Great.
1: Oh yeah, that is holiday. A little taste. A little taste.
2: There's a lot to unpack in this song because it's both political and kind of um, teenage angsty, all in one. Right.
1: Mm. Mm. I think the political piece is uh, probably more obvious, but what do you what do you mean by teen angsty, Max?
2: Um, just a lot of things about. Um, I guess I would say maybe um, not fitting in and having. It is political, but it's more personal. It's more like personal views and opposing um, the government. So I guess it is mostly political, but um, I think it's very obvious that, you know, Billy Joe, in fact, is against a lot of the uh, um, main political figures at the time, you know, around
0: 2003, 2004. Right. Well, I mean, you pretty much just described
1: the entire album. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> he really just had it out for george bush yeah he's really, real. he really yeah he really did
0: and yeah <laughs> well i think the opening line hear the sound of the falling rain um from everything that i've found uh hear the sound of the falling rain means the names of the soldiers that died in the war hit you like the cool rain, like almost like a symbol of sadness. It's all the names being thrown around of people who died during the Iraqi war. Um, yeah. So that starts off kind of the, the political mindset mm-hmm. kind of, of everything. Right. And the, and
2: go ahead. The rain as in, like, reign of power could be a play in words with the actual word rain that's used in the lyrics. You're bringing
1: back the word play already yeah. from the first episode? We're, Let's, like, we're Let's like, go. We're Let's like, go. Two
0: minutes into the analysis <laughs> and just the mindfuckery is already, it's already back.
2: We already know, like I said, Billy Joe is against George W. Bush. We already know that. Yep. That's been and established. Compares, you know, that whole dictatorship comparison with how i guess he viewed him in power so the falling rain perhaps might be the
1: reign of power mm, okay I'll, I'll disagree with you on that i think i think the falling rain is a little more literal than the reign of uh power i think it's Falling rain as in like bombs being dropped is how I agree I would... with that. I agree with that. Okay. So, so it's I, in I my was notes. I was watching the music video earlier today and it, it literally starts with like the World bomb. War two planes flying and then bombs falling out of that. See, I'm yeah. I, I did not watch the music video, so
0: I'm not familiar with that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it starts with like an animation and then it has, like, a plane, and then it's got, like, the signature, like, I think it's the artwork from the Holiday Boulevard of Broken Dreams um, single. Okay. Of the bomb that, you know, is vertically going down. Right. But I think it also has to do with the rain of tears, you know, like, you know, tears falling of people that, you know, may have, you know, lost people during the war. I mean, it might be a little deeper than maybe is not Initial intention of the lyric, but I think that right. might be a small feeling that might be interpreted unintentionally from that.
1: Mm-hmm. To take a step back, just just to be absolutely clear, this song is pretty much just about war in general. Pretty much, right? Yeah, yep. Yep. And I think we're no. all in agreement on that. Yep. Okay. Pretty Good. much. Good. Yeah.
2: Do you guys um know what he says when he plays this live before he starts it?
0: Do not. What does he say? Uh,
2: he says, this song is not anti-American. It's anti-war.
0: OK, OK, so, so there we go. So yeah, <laughs> so all my notes are, I can just toss those out because I didn't get an anti-war <laughs> feel at all. That's that's the weird thing about you know this whole s- series that we're doing is just the
1: different interpretations that we get. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So you didn't get an anti-war feel from it? What did you get? I did, but
0: holiday almost to me sounded like an escape. Escape from what? Uh, the war, (laughs) like getting away from the political atmosphere, getting away from the whole war, uh, the whole war, I don't know. Everything surrounded during this time was just conflict and, you know, Mm. disagreement and fear and anxiety.
1: Right. That goes back to what Max was saying earlier, though, is that not only is it more, it, not as it political and war centric, but it's also kind of edgy at yeah. the same time as yeah. well. Yeah. To that escape aspect. Of right. Yeah. I, I,
0: I had more of a just you know a political propaganda slash like influence of the government and the wars on the general populace. I guess. Yeah. Is kind of what I got from it. Um, yeah.
1: Max
2: thoughts I mean yeah it's yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's that, yeah I uh-uh. feel like there's still more way more to
1: impact though before we oh absolutely we're just we, we yeah. literally got like one line into it and yeah. we're already disagreeing and, yeah. about yeah. falling rain right yeah, yeah.
0: Well, here the dogs howling out of key, I just feel like it it reinforces that feeling of, you know, sadness or now that I think about it, maybe alertness um, because dogs could howl because they're sad or, you know, coyotes howl to alert the pack of danger. So maybe it's the dogs are howling out of key to kind of bring everybody to awareness of the conflicting surroundings.
1: Hmm. Mm, okay. Okay. So, with dogs howling, you have multiple dogs, right? So yep. multiple people, multiple viewpoints. Yeah. And they're they're clashing with each other.
0: Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. So maybe the dogs are not literal dogs, but they're just the general populace. People. And you know different. Yeah. So every. Yeah. Yes. So everybody's <laughs> right. got. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> So it's happening, the keys it's happening. The keys are viewpoints, so they're howling out of key, meaning they're dissenting because, you know, different key signatures playing at the same time would have a dissenting sound. So everybody's dissenting opinions are making up the country depending on, you know, how they feel about the falling rain, however you interpret that as well.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 multiple people that have clashing political opinions at the time i
0: once again just like the first episode all my notes change as
1: soon as you guys open your freaking (laughs) mouth (laughs) so are you ready for me to take it a a step further oh god are you ready
3: go for it man (laughs) i'm
1: ready for anything at this point i guess so I took a more like macroscopic or like general view about this song. Specifically, with this one, I I wrote down in my notes that you have to look at the verse as a whole. And with the so, specifically with the dogs howling out of key, I took that as like either governments or the corporations that are going for they're saying like they're advocating for this war and how they they want it, but it's so out of touch with what the general populace or what people are thinking yeah. so it's in, in a way it's tone deaf, right? Like to use that whole musical metaphor, right. Out of key tone deaf. Yeah. It's, it doesn't match with nobody's what, the whole bands out of tune. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't match with what people actually think. Right.
2: You know, it's funny you saying that kind of makes it seem like that line defines why this, this album as a whole is still, um relevant in this time because a lot of people still have these differentiating views and opposing views to what like the government has in mind because it seems like they're still so dissociated from the reality that you know the middle class seems to be facing every single day
1: mm-hmm. right and there's a couple other lines that highlight that that very fact, right? Not only that one, hear the dogs howling out a key. But what's the hold on one second, one second, hear the drum pounding out of time? Yeah, again, same kind of musical metaphor, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Hmm.
2: <laughs> Did you guys write anything about the um coming down like an Armageddon flame?
1: It's funny you mentioned that i i looked up the definition for armageddon i was like I, yeah. I want to know exactly what that means Right. so i guess my my notes on it were it, i i took a more literal interpretation of it as far as that like again i mentioned earlier that the the falling rain was bombs dropping so i took armageddon as in like the explosions of those bombs and right. that being the end of time or like the end of somebody's life because of, because of literal bombs. That was my interpretation. There's, there's people in line saying
2: that coming down like an Armageddon flame and like a lot of the lyrics sheets have Armageddon capitalized as in like a biblical reference to like right. the new Testament about, you know, the war between good and evil. yeah
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep.
2: So that's another interpretation about it because you know a lot of the people think that the government is evil, the middle class or whatever, working class is good. So a lot of those people have different views. Max getting edgy here. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting
1: edgy. Look out. No, you're absolutely right though, Max. Absolutely right. Hmm. And you wouldn't
2: think that a band like Green Day, whose name comes from weed, gets so deep into the political spectrum about and like almost biblical in a way to define, you know, their viewpoint on, you know, that climate. Yeah, but
0: but at the same time, it almost shows how much the American political scene impacts the world because Green Days from Canada. Mm-hmm. And they wrote all these songs. Wait, what? Green Days Canadian. They're from Oakland, bro. Oh
1: boy. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> get do a Google <laughs> war.
0: Somebody in Green Days from Canada.
3: Um American
0: Rock Band for oh, you're right, East Bay. Why did I think they were from Canada?
1: I thought the same <laughs> thing. I'll, I'll be honest, I thought the same thing, too. Like, I thought that they were non-American in some sense. Okay, so. I'm
0: fucking wrong, <laughs> but all right, I guess we're both. Wrong. Yeah, I mean, Zach and I, we were can both same wavelength. On we that can one. Be, we can both be wrong. I was under the impression that they were that at least Billy Joe Armstrong was Canadian.
2: No, I think he was from California. I think all the band members were, but um, I'm not sure if maybe Trey was from out of state or something like that, but I know Mike oh. and Billy were um, like friends in high school or something.
0: All right, well, I retract that statement then.
1: Um, how dare you?
0: Yeah, how, how dare how you? How dare I? How dare you say that? Not know the band that produced my favorite album of all time. Okay. Jesus. All right, so we've got up to the dogs howling. Uh, does anybody have any notes from the chorus? Beg to dream and differ from the hollow lies. Uh,
2: Before we get to the chorus, though, I'm curious. I put a star next to the a hymn called Faith and Misery. I, I was very curious what you guys had to say about that line.
0: To a hymn called Faith and Misery.
2: I oddly
0: enough do not have a note on that, but thinking of it right now, I mean, hear the dogs howling out of key to a hymn called Faith and Misery makes me think of what the dogs are. I don't think they're actual dogs. Right. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, would they be the war-torn soldiers? You know, is the hymn of Faith and Misery the sounds of the the bombs hitting? Or, you know, just the general
2: atmosphere of, you know, a war-torn battlefield? Well, the thing is, is that line is directly after the dogs howling out of key to a hymn called Faith and Misery. So the general, the, the dogs are pretty much referencing the general populace so if they're singing faith and misery I mean they're basically essentially saying that's what we're believing in we're believing in faith and we're also kind of embracing I would not say embracing but acknowledging the fact that we're in these times um, you know post 9-11 that you know are a little stressful a little anxiety driven, you know, I mean, that's how I see it.
0: Yeah. So basically the dogs howling are, you know, people singing a hymn to kind of bring things together,
2: you know, kind of alleviate the. Yeah, they're all differentiating opinions, but they're all collectively together singing the same song but in a different way.
1: So who do you guys think the dogs are again? Can you, can you specify who that is? Well, my first opinion
0: was, was the people on the battlefield. But now that Max elaborated on it, you know, (laughs) the dogs howling out of key to a hymn would tell me that it's not people on the battlefield. It would be the general populace. Because people on a battlefield are not going to be singing a hymn while well, they're getting rained down on probably. by bombs. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. probably not.
0: You know, it's going to be more of, you know, expletives and and running and commands than, than singing a hymn, hymn and trying to, you know, rejoice and come together. Right. Max,
1: what did you say was... who did you say was the, the dogs before? I was
2: exactly what Ryan was saying was just like the general population about you know people that are basically just working class people, you know, they work you know either nine to five or do their what regular jobs, but they have I mean everyone has feelings, so a lot of those people have you know they want to have a voice to you know project and a lot of those times. It's, you know, either in a form of protest or some other type of projection. So I think that whole out of key is just the the difference in, you know, views or right. projection yeah. of other people okay. saying what they think.
1: Okay. But then the third line is also there in this verse. that In Bleed, the company lost the war today. <laughs> so i wrote i wrote who
2: cares if people die is the dow jones up
1: what about the s p 500 guys come on yeah come right. on come on. come on man you know you know
2: yeah the,
1: the, thing. Thing. the thing come on man a, a, a lot,
2: lot of, of i i saw some notes online like about how okay so soldiers die but you know are we are we making money as a country and that's what i think Uh, People are saying Billy Joe was criticizing George W. Bush about, you know, making sure that even though we're going to war, okay, you know, are we profitable? And it's it's kind of unethical in in a way,
1: of course. Yeah, 100 percent. Totally. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I I related it back to like World War Two and the auto companies and how that really like kickstarted their production world war ii with making different planes and yep. vehicles for, really for world war II. Yeah. i mean hell you can even go back to world war one with harley davidson yeah harley yep. davidson made a killing making motorcycles for the war effort
2: yeah oh yeah
1: or even just arm uh,
0: armaments and ammunition factories i mean before the war it was just you know strictly hobby so their production had to increase a hundredfold.
1: fold yeah they got a they got a big boost yeah yes definitely big boost yeah they get like four or five telephone books <laughs> that's how much of a boost they got
0: <laughs> five or six cranks on the
1: floor Jack there. <laughs> uh but anyway yeah. I think what we're really trying to say yeah is that the general populace and these companies and maybe even the government itself are kind of they're out of touch with each other Yeah, I think is what we're really trying
0: to think they I think they, they have a common agenda, but it's very vague and they all have their own way, you know, to get there. They're not all in communication,
1: but it's just it's a common understanding that conflict is profitable for some people. Yeah, for some. Yeah. Maybe monetarily, but uh, right. from a, a a life standpoint, yeah, probably right. not so much. A more a
2: morality standpoint, not so much. Financially, it would seem. I mean, time. yeah, I think I think for a lot of the people that were, you know, owners of either steel factories or ammunition makers or uh, whatever else, I think they were the ones that got the most out of it and then a lot of the people i think in the middle class and lower class are probably paying for it through taxes to support you know the the war and all that so i think that's that's where i think billy was trying to emphasize is okay the the upper class that owns all these big companies that are profiting from the war but we're also paying out of pocket towards taxes I know it's kind of deep, but like, I think he was kind of thinking about this at the time because I think it was affecting a lot of people.
1: Hmm. And how like the general populace is subsidizing it exactly through taxes. Yeah.
3: You
2: know the it's people deep, the people yeah. that were emotionally affected most by it are the ones that are paying out of pocket versus the people that have more to spend but are also profiting from it so it's kind mm-hmm. of ass backwards if you will yeah right
1: yep the people with the money don't care like, yeah exactly hey, we're, we're making money right now like who cares yeah keep, who cares my people yeah. keep the war going <laughs> yeah keep keep it going <laughs> keep her going there buddy we're moving so should we discuss the chorus now since uh that is the next on our list right so the the big thing that i noticed was was the hollow wise section of this and i interpret it as the hollow wise meaning like if we go to war and finish it or we like achieve our goal like everything's going to be better essentially it's right. like it's like false promises that if we just keep doing this one thing or if we put all of our effort into this one task of defeating our enemy right that we're going to come up better on the other end even though we have to kill thousands of people to do so or yeah. we, there's like there's a whole moral and ethical dilemma that comes with it i was kind of along the same lines just
0: not quite as specific you know i mean it's it's realizing what the real truth is Kind of seeing through what's getting, you know, pushed out through the propaganda on the TV, the newspaper, the radio, and kind of, you know, starting a new life or a new opinion away from the attempted brainwash, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, yep. kind of trying to give you a false sense of hope, false sense of reality, kind of being a free thinker, I guess, is is how we would put it in today's culture, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, kind of having an independent line of
1: thought. Anything to add, Max? Yeah, so... Yeah, Yeah. he's gonna throw uh, a whole wrench in this. Watch this, watch this right now. monkey wrench.
2: (laughs) So I'm thinking that differ from the hollow lies, as in the lies presented to us by the government. So I'm thinking that Billy Joe was woke before woke was ever a thing. And then free him insinuating, you know, the, the statement that, do we really trust our government to tell us what's really going on and what the reason for starting the Iraq war was in the first place?
3: Mm.
2: So, so he dreams to. Be. Um, he, he dreams to be more um, truthful um differing from the hollow lies presented to us from whatever news is given to us and the dreams to stray from the flock if you will yeah
0: you know be more of a leader than a follower or more of an independent thinker than just staying with the 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 accepted path
1: or maybe just tell the truth though too yeah right yeah just Differ from hollow lies by telling the truth yeah. Of telling, what's going Yeah, telling on. it the way it is
0: instead of trying to, you know, conflate it and, you know, give people a false sense of complacency.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think a lot of the fearing and anxiety from what we were told at the time. I mean, granted, I was, you know, what, f- five or six at the time or whatever. But I think yeah, what I, from what I understand yeah. is that a lot of the fear and anxiety was from the news being presented like based on terrorism and other things of the sort versus what a lot of people were speculating that they were just doing it for the oil and the money you would get from the land over there.
1: Invading right. Iraq, the correct? Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah this repeating history. Oh, hmm. So, as as a whole, Max, what what do you think Billy Joel was really after with this song? Well, again, I'll take a step back. Again, what what do you think was his message overall with this piece? I think, from what I understand about the
2: song, is, you know, it goes back to what he says before this. The lot, you know, he performs it live is. It's not anti-americans anti-war so he comp- he fully respects the the population because we all agree or I think most of us would agree that war is bad to a certain extent and but war is bad so we would like to not be a part of a conflict with another nation And try to just be you know diplomatic about it and come to a agreement between whatever nation we'd be um, you know at a disagreement with I don't know exactly but the way I perceive it is it's just him kind of questioning what exactly are we doing this for and I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what a lot of people are thinking at the time is what, why are we, why are we doing this?
1: Right. Is it a pursuit of vengeance? Is it something that's like, are we trying to be patriotic about it? Right. And, as weird as that sounds, or is it something more tangible? That's. Just I mean, funny? that's, a, I think that's what he, one of the things he argued
2: about in perhaps one of the, these lines, a lot of people have blind faith in the government, which is pretty dangerous. But it's still pretty true, I think, with a lot of people that they just, they're like, oh, he's doing the right thing. He's getting, you know, invading Iraq. When people don't actually
1: understand what- Everybody sounds that way, by the yeah. way. We're invading Iraq. <laughs> right right going Iraq in there.
2: There. <laughs> We're going to get that oil and kill them terrorists. You know, I think- Hoorah, brother. Hoorah. <laughs> Roll
1: tide. <laughs> <laughs>
2: When I think that, you know, for a lot of people, that's the case is they kind of think that they're doing the right thing, which may be true. You know, it's not very black and white, as a lot of things aren't. But I still think that they went in blind based on their own faith of what they were told um, versus what the actual motives were from
1: a higher
2: level of government.
1: Mm -hmm. no i totally agree with you there i think that that's a really good segue into the the second half of the song though because so they they keep going on and so can i get another amen there's a flag wrapped around a score of men a gag a plastic bag on a monument so These couple of verses and lines I took as the dissenting voices essentially against war. Right. right? It's the group of people that, you know, they they think it's wrong. They think that what we are doing as a civilization or just a group is wrong for whatever reason. Right. But rather than address it like civilly, they're just silenced by force, essentially. And that's that, that last line, a gag. A plastic bag on a monument. So a monument being like the ideal, like vision or whatever that the government wants you to see. Like a country thinks that you should see them as this ideal state, right? Like America thinks like stateliness, right? Right. Clean, pristine, like symbol of hope. But people dissenting to a war effort is like a it's a stain on it. You know, yeah. it's it's a plastic bag, quite not quite literally, but right metaphorically a plastic bag it's it's soiling that view so that's that's what i got from this was that dissenting voices are they're silenced and it's a bad look for whoever's advocating for the war
0: well if if i could back up just a little bit you know the 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 start to this verse is uh hear the drum pounding out of time so i feel like it's almost a, a direct contrast to the first verse You know, saying that uh, the drum pounding out of time is, you know, the direct opposite side of that spectrum. Um, and And then the next line is another protester has crossed the line. So someone is it is it saying that someone changed their beliefs to fit in with the other side because it's, you know, it's the right thing to do or it's the acceptable thing to do. You know, is it somebody changing their side just because. You know, the general consensus is one way and they're not. They don't believe what that side believes. I Um, think
2: I think the the line about the, um, you know, hear the dogs howling out of key. I think that's been progressed to um, to hearing the drum because the drum is I feel like the the percussion of the protests that happened during that so, time.
0: It, so, like the dogs howling out of key would be individuals, and the drum pounding out of time would almost be like a tribal cadence, where it's you know it's it's the sound of a
2: group of people, right? It's so they the progress from individuals to a group. congregation of all the people that. Disagree with the government and come together during those times, um, you know. And that's another protester has crossed the line. You know, I think it's just saying, like, oh, look, another person that may have gone too far. But it's pretty common at the time that you know protests have gotten so violent to the point where you know, even though police you know all policemen have feelings they're all human and they don't always agree with what you know they have to do but But
1: they gotta do what they gotta do and they have to
2: contain those violent protests right so it's kind of like okay another person has you know maybe done too many things that have warranted
1: violence exactly uh, so i'll be the middle guy here do you think there's any way that those two groups could have like reconciled or found common ground in that
2: i think like, so i think with the amount because i did i did see that there were like over 300 protests during the time at the iraq war was going on and i think that during that time a lot of people have i mean this was granted before facebook before all those things were around so you got to think that it actually took effort for everyone to congregate and protest against what they believed was wrong at the time
1: right yeah like they had to go out of their way to organize something like that i mean people can do it now but i I feel like it's much more effort. Yeah. It would have been right. a lot more effort going to do it back then.
2: Right. Right, you got to think about how how much effort it takes to like call someone like physically. And like just think about how like, you know, it was common for people to be like, "Oh, you know, let me go through the address book and call someone" versus like, you know, now you just text them, but at the time no one was really texting me
1: they were getting boosts from the telephone books i was telling you guys before right four or five (laughs) of
2: them white White pages was popping in 2004.
1: (laughs) the white pages
2: like pumps
1: for ladies (laughs) just (laughs) boosting height i i'm happy you guys still remember telephone books yeah Shit, my dad got a telephone book in the mail
0: like six or seven years ago. How else are you supposed to prank call people? Yeah, right?
2: I swear every single White Pages book had David Gruber on the back. Every
1: (laughs) single one.
0: David Gruber on the back of everything. You could have like a church pamphlet and David Gruber would be on the back of it. He's everywhere. One call.
1: That's That's all.
2: That's all. Not sponsored by Dink David. Yeah, Cooper. I was going to say hashtag, no, not, yeah. hashtag
1: ad. Yeah. <laughs> David Gruber,
2: reach out to us. <laughs> yeah, that when did MySpace David. come
1: out? Oh, man. Oh one. Here we go. We're going on a tangent. Now. Founded yeah. August yeah. 1st, tangent.
2: 2003.
1: So basically, oh,
2: three. Okay. it probably didn't become popular to th- till 2005. So about you know a year after the album came out. So a lot of those congregations really did happen through either word of mouth or maybe through um, certain community groups
1: mm-hmm. physical media chain mail yeah yeah is is that like like uh medieval you know chain mail you send out one <laughs> yes boob send joke. out one letter. <laughs>
0: And then every person that gets the following letters. She's
1: got huge tracks of land. <laughs> it's a Monty Python joke,
0: bro. Yeah, if nobody out there got that.
2: Or Max. Max looks yeah. Max I haven't seen like my Monty man. Python in about 10 years, so. Not, you haven't seen the Holy Grail? Come on, man. I haven't seen it since I worked at like Dairy Queen. Oh. Which is a long time.
1: Back what? when Max yes, was Yoda. eating chicken tender baskets every single day. Exactly. Those baby Yoda would be pleased. Ten, chicken tenders on a 50% fifty percent discount Yoda hit different. <laughs> <laughs> you were uh, you were a ranch guy, right? Ranch on the side. See, here's the thing. DQ had gravy. Here we go. Here we go. So, how how can you not just have ranch? You you gotta go into
0: all this. I'm with Max on the gravy. The chicken tender basket with the Texas toast and the
2: country gravy. You dip the Texas toast in gravy. That is just what you do. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Discord stream knocks. Boom. (laughs) Guys, I'm with you, but... I didn't realize this was going to be so complicated. Who, who, who brought the ranch? For real, who brought the ranch? The cannolis.
2: <laughs> Gravy my. is a first. Oh ranch is a
1: second choice option. Okay, all right. So, what would be the third option then, huh? Honey mustard barbecue.
2: oh fuck you and your barbecue. <laughs> What, you want me to say Thousand Island?
0: (laughs) Oh, God, it's only good on Rubens. That
3: that is an exclusive,
1: (laughs) exclusive sauce. I don't know, man. I don't know. Toppers, not not even Toppers. Was it Toppers? Yeah, Toppers. Maybe I was just really drunk. I don't know. But they had a double cheeseburger pizza at Toppers. Yeah. Came with Thousand Island dressing. Oh, okay. As the dressing. That sounds pretty okay. And it was... It was fire. Okay. okay, you get all your beef and everything for the cheeseburger, like all the toppings, like pickles, the whole shebang. So it was a Big Mac. It was a Big Mac <laughs> on a pizza. That's Big what Big I'm really Big trying to say. And it was great. Sounds corporation is like write that down, write that down, yeah, right? <laughs> but they they figured us out. Ethan Hunt is on the case. Just put a Big Mac on a pizza, and you'll make millions. That's what really make like literally tens of dollars. If we see that
2: on the Happy Meal and the Happy Meal menu, McDonald's, we're I get, coming for you.
0: That is a sixteen-inch Big Mac pizza with a boys' toy, please. We're coming for those royalties.
3: No.
0: You'll be hearing from our lawyers very soon. <laughs> Just they have to shove it in the box with the fucking plunger.
2: The whole pizza in a happy meal box. You're gonna get that one call, that's all treatment.
1: David Ruber is coming from your ass.
2: Cupid Abraham. J.G. <laughs> Wentworth.
1: 877 cash now. 877 cash now. I was just thinking of
0: Milwaukee ads. Mr. Allen's heating and air. 17.
3: 17.
1: 866. 99 Kearns
2: one eight hundred five eight eight
1: two three hundred <laughs> and five today oh, wow. <laughs> so anyway back to war <laughs> yeah
3: you know this the iraqi war
0: yeah you know we were we were discussing <laughs> dire things the <laughs> carpets and people in viking helmets singing on buses <laughs>
1: Oh, that's not cash really, now. It's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> they literally wearing, is the
0: literal representation literally the with?
1: They were wearing Viking helmets. I, I don't know what else to say.
2: <laughs> it's your money. Use it when you need it. You
0: need use it when you need it. They're sticking their heads out of windows, doing dangerous shit. <laughs>
2: Where are we? Are we (laughs) done with the holiday?
1: We're here. We should go to the um uh,
2: to the breakdown or the um the bridge, I guess you could say. The bridge. Mm Hulverize the Eiffel Towers. The representative from California has the floor.
3: Yeah.
0: Sieg heil to the president, gas man.
1: So I'll be honest with you guys, until I looked up the lyrics, these are very different from what I thought the lyrics were
0: i had that i had that today i i had to uh amend a lot of things in my research there's no donut cream no (laughs) kill all the fags and donut cream
2: oh my god
0: every time i tell anybody about this song i tell them hey i have this friend his name is zach and we always used to sing kill all the fags and donut cream and neither of us understood what the hell that meant Come to
1: find out now that's not the not the real. Not
2: close. Duncan has nothing to do with <laughs> any of this. Dunkin' Donuts has no affiliation with Boston.
3: Donkeys, donkeys, all <laughs> my donkeys.
2: But um, it's funny because we were talking about how you uh, thought they're from Canada, but the whole line the representative from California has the floor. It's basically Billy saying, "I'm from California, and I'm speaking." for my home state, essentially.
1: Now that, that you say sense, that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, why I thought they were from Canada.
3: No okay, idea. so
1: Billy Joel, he's speaking to the people right now, right? He's right. Uh, he's stepping up. See, hi to the President
2: gas man. The, as in the gas man who was hunting for oil. So it's a
0: it's a knock towards the oil industry, exactly. Okay, because that's what that whole war was pretty much
1: based around. Supposedly for yeah. So I'll I'll take a step back. I'll blow your minds with some double meaning here a little bit. Double on so not 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 only like you said gas man in pursuit of oil, but I also took it as like it's. it's a general person, right it's an it's somebody that's not super politically involved. presidential gas man it's regular blue collar dude, right?' right. up gas, but bombs away is your punishment the people, like blue collar people are people that are not politically involved. Those are the people that are actually fighting in the war, right right Those are the people on the front lines that have to pay the ultimate price because mm. of this mm-hmm. so that that's what I got That's a good point, yeah.
2: Yeah, I didn't write anything for bombs away as your punishment, but I was curious what you guys thought of what that interpretation would be.
0: Or bombs away as your punishment could just be, you know, just anyone who's involved in that push for oil, you know, to propel the gas industry. If you're in, if if you're for that, war is gonna be coming to you. I mean, in in a very vague, very general interpretation.
2: Right. The consequence for going to war to be in pursuit of having oil be the end goal for invading Iraq, you know, bombs away is basically saying, all right, so now you're getting, you know— you're getting the what you get when you go to yeah. war. Bombs. War
0: is war is coming to you. That's right.
2: like the only possible end to your pursuit. Exactly. You kind of get what's coming to you, essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall I thought that the the bridge was kind of a, a summary of the the previous verses in the song too. Yeah. It it summarized a lot of the talking points. I'm
0: just curious what you guys have to say about pulverize the Eiffel towers or criticize your government like I am lost in a world to make believe
2: on that one i have i I have something, but Zach, do you have something on that
1: i i I thought of related to the dissenting voices and like people protesting, but on a larger scale, essentially other countries just saying that what they're doing is wrong so again like it, Eiffel Tower's again Europe just saying like hey what why are you invading Iraq like yes essentially that
2: yeah there's a lot of uh people online saying that France specifically was um not exactly understanding our purpose for invading Iraq so i think billy joe was kind of saying okay the people that were like Against what France was believing in, in terms of them saying, okay, why are we doing all this? Um, you know, pulverize the Eiffel Towers. And people are also saying Towers is plural in the lyrics, which may be digging yeah. a little deep, but they're also saying Eiffel Towers as in like plural, as in like the Twin Towers, as in plural, yeah. saying mm, I, that I, maybe they should be getting some type of punishment for opposing what we believe in
1: yeah i don't think that's coincidence that seems way too on the nose yeah yeah
2: i think um just the people and you know we already talked about some of the population having blind faith towards what the government has for a vision and i think some of those people were you know anti Francers, if you would say you know people that say those who oppose my president um you know i don't i wouldn't say i would think that you should get the same type of treatment that we got during you know that caused the iraq war but
1: you know you know how dare you i guess you know yeah, how dare you oppose us? How how dare you say that what we're doing is wrong?
2: Right, and I think that's the whole try to fight fire setting fire, You're know, fighting fire, fighting violence with violence. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's no turning the other cheek here, for no. sure. Right. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you guys, other than that, I really didn't have a whole lot more to add on this song so, yeah and me neither i think the the rest of it is is Please. mainly repetitive or yes. self-explanatory
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Um, i guess go ahead max sorry one last thing i had to ask you guys is Ooh. um i wrote is billy is billy the outlaw for opposing the government um okay in yep. power politics or is the government the outlaw for their actions either during or causing the war
1: are you referring to just because we're outlaws yeah yes that that one That so the note i had on that i i thought that was the laziest line in the whole song i thought that that back to what we were talking about in the beginning i was like are they just trying to be edgy here? Right. That's what I thought I was like just cuz we're outlaws like Because you disagree with the war you're considering yourself an outlaw and no. you're being edgy like so to answer your question Max, I thought that it was the government seeing Billy Joel as outlaws not the other way around.
2: I think so Yeah, I think if I were to assume things it's him basically trying to wrap up the song in the most like, I will not say lazy, but like, all right, I got to finish this song. What should I, what should I write that fits with the song? Oh yeah, we're outlaws for being rebels. Yeah. Damn, brother. Yeah, brother. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, oh, That's kind of how I would probably most likely see it as the most, you know, most my, understanding way for that. My biggest question
0: for you guys is why is this song called Holiday? now that we've broken down the meaning you know leading to war um is 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 on holiday a reference to fighting in a land away from your own because a lot of people consider a lot of people refer to as vacation as a holiday i mean what what do you think the connotation is in that because it's not anything to be celebrated that's for sure it's not anything that's relaxing it's not anything that's an escape from anything if anything if you're thinking about war or going to war you're diving yourself deeper into you know the conflict Mm -hmm. so why holiday
1: max max do you have any notes because i i have a prepared response for this oh god I
2: i have an unprepared response for this okay then then you go ahead you go ahead so It could either be one of two things one it could be um, the feeling or the I guess the experience of the average middle-class that might have um, I guess maybe an experience during maybe time off or you know during the whole experience of the war starting where they might have maybe anxiety or fear happening or it could be from the side of people outside the country that might see it as like of course the u.s is going to war you know like
1: i'm not sure Hmm. Hmm. okay okay i'm not quite sure what you mean by that second part though like um i guess like when
2: i was thinking about the people from like france right like the people that disagree or probably can see from the outside scope of not living in the united states being kind of in the outside looking in like okay so they're not going for the whole war on terrorism they're looking at it from like a business perspective so they're seeing Maybe perhaps, um, like they see it as okay. Maybe we have to get involved to, because I I don't think it was just. I mean, we had allies help us right during the Iraq War. Yeah, yeah. So they, so they might might have had to assist. Because it's not like okay, us alone are gonna go fight the war on terrorism. You know we're gonna have other people help us, and so the more I think about it. Maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. That's kind of, <laughs>
0: Max, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize for being the asshole ahead of time, but I probably agree with you.
2: Yep, um, you're not I, an asshole. I, you're just right. I may
0: have
1: something, but once again, I may be completely wrong. So, Wait, hold on. Can can I voice my opinion before you go for it? Find resolution yep. in your question. Go for it. So, my take on holiday was that holiday is referring to again the businesses and governments that are involved in the war and that are advocating for it, going all the way back to the beginning of the song. Hear the drum pounding out of the time. Another pro. No. Yes. Hear the. Dr- <laughs> Another protester has crossed the line to find the monies on the other side. In reverse to. How there's different viewpoints as far as war and what is quote unquote right depending on who you talk to. In this case, the government or the corporations that are advocating for war. Um, they think that they are right and that they're going to be getting money or that they're going to be benefiting from the war as some companies do mm-hmm. We talked about auto companies mm-hmm. and how that they got kick by certain wars, right? And that when that happens, they're essentially on holiday because they're they're free They're they're carefree at that point essentially. Yep. Right. They don't have to think about what it is that they're doing they they're on um, autopilot. They're coasting, yeah. essentially. So that's what I took by holidays that they don't have to think about it because they're they're in the green, they're good to go. Um they're carefree. All all right, and, go ahead, Max. I'll say sorry, the entities and companies that
2: are, like you said, profiting from the war effort are the ones that are like, hey, we got pretty much the easiest money we're making of all time so let's just kind of ride it
1: out as the war goes on yeah yep and i might i might note as well that the music video is also tinted green like it's the matrix mm -hmm. (laughs) like like to highlight money and the very ending scene of it they have a bunch of scantily clad women dancing in front of a car that are all dressed in green as well to Kind of like highlight money and they have stuff falling from the sky that it it seems like it's money as well So just wanted to point that out the music video kind of articulates that as well
0: Well, and the the second to last line in the chorus is this is the dawning of the rest of our lives And then it says this is our lives on holidays So that kind of ties into your thing your thoughts with the corporations Mm -hmm. like the corporations may realize Certain ones may realize that these wars are probably going to be going on for a while. You know, it's going to be a never-ending conflict. They're always going to have things to produce to help with the wars. So basically, like you said, their lives on holiday, so they really don't have to work. They just have to set the assembly lines to keep producing shit, and they're going to make that money whether
2: they're working hard for it or not. Yeah, it's just the beginning of their easy life of just earning okay. from the war.
1: Yeah, the, the dawning dark. of the rest of our lives. Dawning of
2: the rest of our lives.
1: Our lives on holiday. I feel sad, guys. I feel sad. After that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 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 to make you
0: feel better, the next song is "Boulevard of Broken Dreams." Oh. So much better already. Uh, just joyous. Just if I could do a fucking kicky thingy, <laughs> heel clip. Can I do
1: like a double or a triple heel clip? Yeah, right a triple now? Lutz cow. <laughs> That's a triple my, Indy. Take my headphones. Yeah, triple indie. Mix, do a triple Indy McTwist. <laughs> a Big Mac. Double axle. <laughs> triple axle. A oh, Big Mac. Do you think Big Mac? <laughs>
0: Go off the half pipe, do a six piece
1: McNugget. (laughs) You do it. Max looks like he's ready to let me do a McNugget with a filet fish. And that's a real move. Filet fish is a real move. I'm about to do a McTwist in a
2: 10 piece right now.
1: (laughs) I need a double cheeseburger and hold the
0: lettuce. This is a McDonald's wrap
1: in the middle of this. Paleo Stalefish is a real move. SSX tricky taught me that. But uh, to a
2: ne- <laughs> number nine with extra dip.
1: <laughs> number nine <Lord>. launched. <laughs> Two number dip. fours.
0: Oh, okay, so <laughs> continuing on, the second half of this two-part song is. None other than the Boulevard of Broken Dreams.
3: of our Ooh.
0: growing dreams, I'm sure if you... That's, that's sick fade out, right? If you would listened to the it's, radio in the last
2: 12 years. It's me very delicately touching my <laughs> MacBook trackpad.
3: Uh,
1: uh, dude, is that MacBook still... I mean, obviously it still runs, but... wow. It's great,
2: yeah. No, I up, I updated it to the new Mac OS, and it's uh, actually running better than uh,
1: it ever has. Ooh, I'm surprised it runs. What is it? Were we on High Sierra?
2: Bruh, it's seven years old. Yes.
1: Uh, no, it's actually um, what
2: is it, Monterey? Mac OS Monterey. Ooh, Betty White training for a marathon. Monterey cheese.
1: <laughs> Monterey cheese. Let me get that OS Colby Jack. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Melty, none of that half-ass bullshit. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'll be right back. I need another beer. I need. And I,
2: I need know. an update to um, what is it? A Mac OS Gouda? Yeah,
1: another beer. Sure. All right. Mac OS Guda, smoke Guda. OS <laughs> Cherry Pie, cheese pie.
0: I have to. I have a, a warrant. To get
2: rid of that song. <laughs> who who does that song warrant? Oh. We got a warrant for yeah. arrest. Yeah.
0: I think that's the same story huh?
2: Yes. Yeah. me
0: dive. We're on Green Day. I'm not I'm not my brain is not an
2: 80s hair metal band. You know, it's funny because <laughs> um I know I know he's getting a beer, but um the line, I, th- you. <laughs> I walk a lonely road, the one that I've ever known, could possibly be a reference to White Snake's Here I Go Again.
1: Here I go again on my no own. No fucking way. There's no chance. <laughs> Here it's...
3: I go. again on my own. Bam, well
0: Going down the only road I've ever known. That's going Stretch Armstrong on
1: us here. That is, that is yes. a reach. Wow. Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone.
2: Yeah. yeah, I thought I figured that was kind of a stretch, but it's possible.
3: It's
1: possible. I mean, I mean, um,
2: know. I mean, Billy Joe was born in um seventy two. Yeah. And white snake became popular in the mid to early late uh eighties. So Okay. Okay. It
1: could be possible. It's pop- cool. it's
2: possible it's an at
1: least an influence. And being yeah. from Canada. A you know, little ten year old Billy Joel listening to some white snake. Mm-hmm. Some hair metal. You never know. You never know. But anyway, (laughs) we're on the Boulevard of Broken Dreams, and this is one of the most popular songs on Green Day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In in
1: general. Yeah. In general, I'd like to point that out.
0: Yeah. I. You know, guys, I'm going to be real honest with you here. Oh, boy. Here we go. Holiday and Boulevard of Broken Dreams on the list of songs that we have to dive deep into not at the top no. <laughs> just the just the amount of plays that these songs have received on radio with the the just the musical depth that is the
2: rest of the fucking album <laughs> that's right are we I mean, are we gonna have to do a ranking after this i, I eventually yeah eventually
0: yeah. yeah i mean not not to not to be the negative nancy on this but it's
3: oh.
2: Man. that's the thing i feel like we have to rank it based on just like i mean i haven't heard it on the radio in a long time
0: no it's been a while but i mean
2: but when it was I north it was all over the place every hour like yeah you on, couldn't
0: turn on 1021 without hearing a delayed guitar for the intro of Boulevard of Broken Dreams. <laughs> yeah, they just had it on loop. They're yeah. just playing it all the time. Like here's Boulevard of Broken Dreams. All right, guys, that was Boulevard of Broken Dreams. All Here here's Holiday. Boulevard all right, of here's Bro-
2: Basket Case. Yeah. All right, here's American Idiot. All right, back to Boulevard, you know. Here's Brain
1: Stew. All right, sweet. Thanks, Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just because you're upset with mindy doesn't mean you need to take it out on yeah she
0: okay. yeah she called me out on my definition of 80s hair metal the other day max you didn't hear that story but the people don't need to i don't need to divulge into that
1: <laughs> fair enough yeah. our our hog sponsorship is out the window now yeah. okay i was hogged
0: once way back in like 2014
1: same same think, yeah joe borna Muddled Thoughts podcast on Facebook. Yeah, we're gonna be the ne- next uh, Buck Buckley's.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Buck basement. basement whole, yeah, basement finishing. I was gonna say home remodeling. It's the same
1: shit.
2: Imagine if we had like a late night spot to just talk about music. Oh, uh, uh,
1: yes, please. On 102.9. Yes, please. If we could go down to the station and actually talk in the studio, oh it's, it's it's two and a half miles that way. It's very on close. Road, yeah. Yes,
0: dude. Yeah. We all three of us need to just go in and talk to somebody and just pitch that. Like
2: If 1029 would just take us for a slot and make it like an actual job, I would put my two weeks in today. <laughs> yes, right now. 1 a.m. to 2.30 a.m. Just An <laughs> hour
0: and a half of just talking about. We just pick, We just pick two
1: or three bands a week and just go for it. Yeah. We could fill the time slot easy. Right? Easy. No no doubt. That's not included in the bands that we're gonna talk about. No.
3: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> we're getting we're getting a little wild tonight, guys. So, yeah, it's, it's like it's what, like we never missed a beat. What time is it? It's it's eleven o'clock as we're recording this right. So
2: Yeah, we're at about an hour and sixteen minutes all right we should yeah we're, we're to into... we
1: be done after this one yeah we gotta we're jump into boulevard there. and uh yeah color quits thankfully i didn't have a lot of notes on this one because it, either it's kind of straightforward to be completely honest with you guys
2: yeah it's basically you know the jesus of suburbia going through a long you know road of him essentially reflecting on himself whether or not he made the right decision to leave suburbia
1: yep yeah it's also reflective on holiday as well the music video articulates that because it's a direct continuation um both in music video form and on the album too because holiday and boulevard are technically one song right so um yeah it's it's a continuation and it like you said max it's uh it's a reflection on everything that's gone down so far
0: well and your point as to that that these are the same song essentially it's weird how on different versions of the album like de- de- depending on where you stream it from where you buy it from it's listed as separate songs and on some it's you know the continuation and they just splice it together they have that crossover so on I think when we originally listened to this album, whenever the hell it came out. 2003? Yeah. We binged it like all summer. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a CD player that allowed for continuous playback. So back then everything seemed like its own individual song, but now listening to it, back to it now, mm-hmm. it's all one mm-hmm. continuous.
2: Yeah, production-wise, it has the intentional crossfade that goes from the ending of Holiday into Boulevard which I didn't realize really until like I was like syncing my iPad, my iPod at the time, like my iPod Nano and stuff, to my purchased version of American Eight through iTunes, and I saw through iTunes that had it combined as one, like a dollar twenty nine cent song. <laughs> yeah, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know yep, those are yep. those are premium. It's not the ninety nine cent; it's a dollar twenty nine. So those are the days um but yeah like those had they were combined and you would go through like the halfway mark and you would find that the ending chord of holiday would crossfade into the you know um articulated um you know that whole guitar part of it no i
0: used to intentionally find that split point just like when that first started becoming a thing Mm-hmm. when crossfade digitally was a thing, I would look at all the songs that had it and like compare how I used to listen to it mm-hmm. compared to how it was crossfaded
1: what blew my mind when we listened to it I was like these songs are like connected mm-hmm. you know it, yep like, like why and, is there a gap?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I was never used to listening to
1: songs that way
2: right like there was um like I think iTunes specifically had it as one song. Versus um, if you were to get it like on a CD. Um, CD players that would allow it would have a cross-fade function. So it would like preload three seconds beforehand. And it would, you know, down, and then it would go like straight into it. But it would have that chord fading into it,
3: mm-hmm. which I thought
2: was like. At the time, like, I wasn't very familiar with that, with, like, the production process, but I was like, whoa. I didn't know these two were, like, connected like that
1: before. Right. Are there any other songs like that that you guys can think of? Uh, there's a lot of stuff off a of Hybrid Theory. <laughs> but that's from the same time period, though. Like, anything from, like, 70s, 80s, even 90s. Like, I don't know that there's anything well if i take that think back it. i take that back eminem some of eminem's like early rap albums he mm-hmm. had like some of his spoken word skits were crossfaded into actual songs so, um it's on like curtain call yeah curtain call had that but that was still that's very early in that time period um i don't know lloyd
0: and zeppelin like okay. dark side of the moon has a couple uh Crossfades and uh, whatever guys. Pink Floyd album is learning to fly. I was going to, thinking, to okay, you guys.
2: Crossfades. What about the crossfade between Trump and Longview on Dookie?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Good call, Max. Good call.
2: I recall that one because it kind of goes. And it goes into the drum part.
1: When can you remind us when dookie was uh released to 1994. 92? four okay i thought it was two sorry all right It's good
2: yeah i think Kerplunk plunk was in 92.
1: yeah good for them good for them all right
0: Her, they followed kerplunk with dookie it's the kerplunk is the sound a dookie e makes.
1: Yeah, they come to the back. <laughs> yeah, right. There. Shit. <laughs> uh, kerplunk. <sighs> kerplunk. What are we talking about?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is pretty common theme. Uh, honestly, like you said, not a lot
2: of notes for Boulevard of Broken Dreams. I mean, it, it's a Boulevard of Broken Dreams. I literally my notes are when he says um, I walked this empty street on the boulevard of broken dreams I wrote eh he said it <laughs> 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 Yeah He's he said it. my my I'm a family guy
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> My one question is sometimes I wish some out, someone out there will find me is he longing for company but accepts that it may be a while before he finds anywhere that he fits in? Or is there like a more religious, spiritual connotation?
2: I mean, I took it as, you know, when he says, my shadow is the only one that walks beside me is not only literally, but his own mental state is him talking to himself to get him through the current stage of his life that he's in. And the only one that's keeping him company at the time so when he's saying, I hope there's someone out there that'll find me, maybe it's his subconscious saying, okay, I hope there's someone that might be able to come either save me or just be mm-hmm. there for me.
1: That's similar to hybrid theory. Mm-hmm. A lot of that internal dialogue that we talked about.
0: I've noticed noticed a lot of similar themes between American Idiot and hybrid theory. Yeah. Like no
2: coincidence.
0: Of the era and... But but what you just said though for Boulevard of Broken Dreams, I feel kind of is foreshadowing for what we will get into next episode. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of a, a common thematic element that I believe starts in this song.
2: I mean, yeah. Like the um the line um I'm walking down the line that divides me somewhere in my mind yeah. on the borderline of the edge where I walk alone, which is now that we're talking about Lincoln Park, it almost sounds like a Lincoln Park lyric mm-hmm, right. in terms of walking i wrote I wrote down walking down a road or a path in life that doesn't seem to change or doesn't seem to end. And when you're kind of in that part in life where things don't like change, it can kind of drive you a little crazy, you know, doing the same thing over and
1: over again insanity right. right right we were talking about insanity and uh, in, uh what's it called um number three uh, uh hybrid theory no it's a video game the number three jason Brody. the oh, far, Cry oh, Cry far, Cry. 3. far Cry. yeah yeah he, he taught us the definition of insane the definition of insanity yeah,
0: the act of doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I will never forget that. Nope, me neither. Never. That's it's, it's the same there. thing here. Same thing here. I also thought that, like, so you guys were talking about how isolation is a huge part of this song, right? Yep. He's he's walking by himself, only a shadow—quite literal. Yep. But I also think that it introduces a little bit of a love interest as well so he's talking with himself but it also highlights how he he, he's dependent essentially Mm -hmm. either whether it's on himself psychologically or just on other people around him right so again this is getting more into that edgy kind of like teen angst feel that you guys were talking about before right yeah
2: And I think um, the line, um, read between the lines, what's fucked up and everything's all right, check my vital signs to know I'm still alive, I walk alone. It's almost like him kind of doing his own self sanity check because there's no one else there for him. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like him being like, okay, am I still, am I still all there? You know.
0: Yeah, I mean read between the lines what's fucked up and everything's alright is almost like like a break in consciousness. Like he has to actively check my vital signs would would be telling me that it's like it's like in Inception where they spin the top
3: mm-hmm. to
0: like, see if they're real. yeah to see if they're still asleep or if they're you know awake. So he's checking his vital signs to see if he can feel a pulse to see if there's anything there, because he needs to make that that uh, that differentiation between projection and reality.
2: Right. He could be so delusional from what he's experienced that he might need to be like, all right, am I still am I still alive? Am I still all there?
0: But to know I'm still alive and I walk alone is also an indication that he knows that everything is what it seems to be because there's nobody alongside him Mm -hmm. so checking his vital signs is almost just it's it's like a it's like an act of self-assurance like he knows the reality but just to try to you know break that reality Mm -hmm. he makes the check just to make sure he's not crazy
1: it also brings in feelings of depression as well um or grounding right i mean checking vital signs to me i took that as again as morbid and as like as touchy of a subject as it can be for some people people who cut themselves right Mm -hmm. cut cut themselves just to feel pain essentially because life is so numbing to them and they i mean they're depressed and they they don't feel like life is worth living and they don't feel that reality is really there for them essentially right. at that point. So it's it's just an entirely new state of being. And in this song, not only is that something that I think they're feeling just for themselves personally, but like we were saying before, it's relating back to Holiday, where because of what has happened in the past and the state of the world that they're in now, they just feel this, this sense of hopelessness and that right. Everything has changed for them. They're depressed. So it's, it's not the same anymore.
2: I think you're onto something because I think maybe at that time, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think depression wasn't exactly as um, diagnosed as it is now. And I think during that time, a lot of people tried to cope with depression with just kind of trying to understand what's going on in those times. And I think maybe the song could encompass what the feelings of people had during that time to try to cope with it, you know, saying, I walk alone, I walk alone, you know, check my vital signs, and talking about how they kind of walk their own their own street, their own road, their own path in life that might not be the same as someone else's that you know maybe they don't feel in control but they're just living day by day like everyone
1: else i you got something to say yeah he, he's so max i don't know if you've been paying attention to our video feed but he's been he's been moving
3: <laughs> uh...
0: <laughs> So Zach has the lyrics up on his screen. So I was just reading uh, my shadow is the only thing, the only one that walks beside me. My shallow heart is the only thing that's beating. Shallow heart would suggest that there's a there's a a low heart rate. So his will to live is depleting. So he's kind of uh, depressed, as you said before. Uh, kind of losing strength kind of losing will to live so sometimes i wish some someone out there will find me would be kind of a last hope desperation kind of a last ditch effort for to find i don't know someone that can connect with them someone that can give him the will to live until then i walk alone means that no matter what even though he's in this state he's just gonna keep pushing on yep. so it's kind of a it's it's a realization that he doesn't have a lot left to give but at the same time he's gonna persevere through whatever he's going through to make sure that he makes it so so it's a depression and kind of a surrender but also a realization that he can't surrender at the same time
2: yeah that shallow heart is kind of the uh, last layer that he's got left to give before he might break perhaps into a dis- a different persona later on in the album
1: ooh,
2: ooh. or, shadow- or mm-hmm.
0: i have a lot of notes on that
3: max <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot the, the the second half of this album after this song when i was doing my research today i just came to the realization that I did not know what the hell I was talking about when I first did it. I have so many amendments and just new additions.
1: And that's OK. That's OK. It's
0: I, I feel like the second half of this album is going to be uh, like an episode per song.
2: <laughs> well, we're, working. <laughs> we're on two episodes <laughs> per song. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: One episode for two songs right now. So uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry, just a little uh I'm I'm excited for for what's to come. So yeah, I think
1: I think you guys summarized fantastic. I, I really don't have any more more to add. It's it, again, it's feelings of hopelessness. He's it's got a bit of like a savior complex, is mm-hmm. how I would describe it. Yep. Very similar to hybrid theory, where yep. he was depending on like his lovers, essentially, for that moral and emotional support. Yep. I think a little bit of that is here, but it's explored more in future songs, yep. as you guys said.
2: Yep, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think instead of relying on his lovers to give him strength, he's kind of been relying on his own will to... Not only be different but to also dissociate from what he perceives as the norm or what he sees as most people
1: believing in he's an outlaw he's an outlaw <laughs> yeah cringe <laughs> Boom, yeah i i'm still upset with that line I, you guys can say whatever you want i i really took took issue with that that line in, in holiday but oh well Ooh, we're being edgy. That's what I said. I said I have in quotes. Ooh, we're being edgy.
2: (laughs) You know it's funny because that's one of the one of the lines that I just never really was able to articulate from the lyrics of the master recording. You know, be you here just cause just cause because we're and then I don't really Un- articulate the words that he says i thought yeah. he said
0: just because we're all the same it's, that's, I, what, that's I what i thought i too. thought was yeah. the original lyrics yep.
2: yeah i almost feel like the producer was just like all right you're done yeah like <laughs> we're just gonna we're right. just gonna like blend that in so people don't understand what you're saying because it's cringe
0: your pain is scooby tokens at this point
3: mid-
1: only midwesterners <laughs> will know Scoopy tokens. Holy oh, shit! It's a real vanilla joke. You're
2: free kickball.
1: <laughs> Max didn't fuck with Scoopy tokens. He had fifty percent off chicken tendies all day. Chicken tendies. No, no, no. He I, was fuck, I fuck, queen fuck with
2: Queen of Chicken Tendies. I got a Culver's lantern. You know.
1: A lantern.
2: Yeah, it took like four double A's. It was a Culver's branded lantern you don't you don't you don't Run know runs man. on butterburger
1: grease <laughs> <laughs> it runs on butterburger grease is that what you said you're right max i don't know and i'm happy i don't it runs know. on Oz. <laughs>
2: i mean you worked the cover so
1: i i mean you would know more than hey I we don't talk about that we don't talk about that shut <laughs> your mouth don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> put that evil on me. <laughs> Anything else to add, guys? I I I'm going to I'm going to say it. You know what I'll say it. We should probably call it right now. We should now. probably
2: call it right now. <laughs> I think I think for I, next uh... the next episode we got a lot lined up for the transitional period between now and what St. Jimmy brings to the table.
1: Yeah, uh, yes. We get deep into the lore next yes, episode. Yes, we do. For real.
2: Between Are We the Waiting and St. Jimmy,
0: that's going to be real heavy. Yeah, I will say, gentlemen, it is great to be back. Um, I was really looking forward to getting back into this and doing it again, being with you guys. Uh, I look forward to what the future brings now that I'm closer and schedules are a little more doable. Um, oh, yeah. I had I had a hell of a time I like just getting together and shooting the shit with you guys even though we have you know notes and episode outlines this really is just three real good friends sitting and having a few drinks and shooting the shit so mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys I appreciate what and, we're doing and
2: looking yeah, forward to the future I think it's three guys who all equally Or unequally appreciate a fantastic album and then we dissect it enough to the point where it just becomes just very enjoyable to have different interpretations and discuss it
3: Mm -hmm.
2: you know and then kind of build on top of each other's perspective on how we see what this person was trying to tell his audience.
0: Well and that's part of the the appreciation and the enjoyment of being a music nerd is, you know, connecting with people and getting those different viewpoints because then you know that, you know the artist actually had an objective to throw out a specific meaning instead of just writing a song based on nonsense.
1: And it's not just music either though. I mean all the other different episodes we've had, yeah. I feel like our dissenting viewpoints are what make our episodes fun, right? And exciting, yeah. Like but, that's what's the best is that we disagree on things right. and we can discuss
0: it. We 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 have dissenting viewpoints, but at the end of the end at the end of the episode or at the end of a section, we can come together and you know come to some sort of agreement. It's not. We're not. Bashing each other in the face the entire time, like your opinion is wrong because you see.
2: Said- yeah, fuck you, Max. Yeah. Yeah, fuck me. You're I, no, that's something Dad? I think a lot of people can learn from is understanding that people are different. Yeah. But when you use your words and talk like humans, you can kind of learn. From building talking points and come to some sort of consensus that you know we all kind of have the same goal, but we just have different ways of getting there.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what the fuck is that song? I'm gonna think of it as soon as we're done recording. Yep. As soon but as it, we. Hit you're it. right. You're right. It's called being reasonable, Max. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's called being called.
0: open-minded, <laughs> accepting. Yep. You yeah, know. that's and that was the goal, you know. When when I had we had the idea to start this, you know, know, just to be able to come together and throw mm-hmm. eat ideas at each other and thoughts at each other and see how they differed. I mean, I didn't really have a lot of specific intent for this podcast. That's why it's called Muddled
1: Thoughts. I mean, it's a very fitting name. That's for sure. and that and the fact that we drink throughout every episode yes that's that very muddled yes but should know. we uh should we do a final musical note like we have done in the past should we give some notes on what we've been listening to recently oh my god i totally forgot about that what the hell was that called what was it called yeah uh, oh, boy, I had something clever oh that we're, we're going to yeah, embarrass ourselves, right? Yes, now. we are <laughs> going to do. I
0: had something real clever that I came up with. Uh, closing times. Yeah, yes! that's yes. what
2: it was. Closing
1: times. Closing times. Yeah, oh, yep. closing yep. times. Let's do it. Closing Five. times. All right.
2: Closing
1: time. did, did you have anything? Otherwise I can start because I brought it up. So I'm more than happy to Just go for that. it. OK. So. Oh hey. there we go. We is go. that a cover? Is that a cover by the Max Hannum? No, this is the real version. I got the real version. <laughs> Alright. Uh. So closing times for me this week. Hopefully for many weeks to come. Yes. <laughs> closing right. times. Um I've been on a bit of a EDM kick recently. Really? As a matter of fact. I've been listening to carpenter brutt who he did the he did some of the songs for a video game called hotline miami i don't ever know, know if you guys have ever heard of hotline miami I've Heard of that it's a top down like action beat up kind of game anyway okay. yep. it's edm music and i highly recommend either turbo killer or um murder <laughs> It's Roller Mobster. Those two songs are fantastic. They're like super fast-paced, real hard-hitting EDM songs that um, they'll get you pumped up. I listen to them at the gym, and they they get you ready to do some some heavy lifting, or if you gotta run real fast, um, they're they're great songs. So Carpenter Brunt, give them a listen. I think you'll enjoy it.
0: All right. Um... I have been enjoying Parkway Drive. Um, they're a uh, real—it's—it's it's heavy, a uh, real uh, <laughs> heavy metal band. Uh, some of their songs could probably be considered deathcore. Um, it's one of the bands that one of my
1: coworkers at the boathouse listened to. So it was, are they heavier than like Pop Evil? Yes. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Sometimes. Their, their albums are kind of all over the place. Uh, they have real uh, melodic, you know, kind of symphonic songs with kind of easier lyrics, but sometimes they get real heavy. Nice. Um, okay. okay. So it was one of the bands that one of my co-workers at the Boathouse turned me on to, kind of something we listened to while we were cooking. So it's it, because of the differing view or moods, in the albums, I would say it's kind of easy to listen to. You know, it kind of it relaxes you, and then it kind of pumps you up. It's kind of all over the place. So I definitely recommend it if you like uh, heavy music, it's similar to Disturbed, oh, just on a slightly heavier right. scale. So if you like yep. heavy music, I would definitely recommend Parkway Drive.
1: Nice, nice,
0: nice. Um, Give a listen, Maxwell.
2: So. Um, Out of all the songs on this album On Avril Lavigne's Hit album Let Go Losing Grip Losing Grip is such a bop I don't think you guys quite understand How good it is It's got heavy guitars (laughs) It's got like Hooky vocals it's great sorry we're not laughing at you no it's fine if you're laughing at me that's all right um (laughs) and just um just kind of been listening to oceans avenue the album as a whole hell yeah yeah it's always been a a good time i just
1: talk with you
2: that song but like only one breathing way away those songs hit harder in my opinion than oceans ave. Way
0: away is a good song. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Dude, there's nothing wrong with going back to the classics every once in a while, you know? No. Yeah. I mean, shit, that's what we're doing now. That is quite literally what we're doing yeah. right now.
0: I mean, yeah. the, I mean in in all reality, we're reviewing one of the albums that pretty much formed our friendship. I mean, oh yeah. We listened to this. Yeah, we listened to this album. No, we listened to this album nonstop for an entire summer.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah, and
1: last episode, we we said we probably listened to it hundreds of times. Yeah, and
0: hundreds. to this day, there is nothing more defining of Zach and I's friendship than SSX three <laughs> and
1: American Idiot. And Max, Max got into the mix because he enjoyed um green day in high school right like i mean what was it? you you eddie tim and um who, who else was it i i just remember you guys There's, be like just
2: us three at the beginning we just played uh give
1: me Cane and like duke songs from dookie yeah they're like you like green day and you're like yeah i yeah, guess, yeah. guess. Bro, oh, you okay. know
2: you know how it started between Tim and I was, I was playing rock band on my iPod touch.
1: Oh my God.
2: And then it just like sprawled between Maybe. that and turning into like a cover band. And then we just, and then somehow we kind of like clicked. You're like, wait, you like Green Day? Yeah, I like Green Day. Are we <laughs> going to be? become best friends? Can we just become best friends? <laughs> yup. Fucking uh, step brothers. Just step guy moment. things, dude. Just guy things.
1: That's all you need. That's Put you your
2: need. nut nut sack on my drum set, you know.
0: John Bonham's playing we Dick for real. Sorry, Max, we ruined that whole you know, nostalgic.
1: <laughs> Max is like, yeah, whatever. Well, I think that does it for another episode of Muddle Thoughts. What I think do you, it does. What do you guys say? Yeah, I think uh, I think that was a very, very good return. I promise
0: this time we'll return sooner than we did. Yeah, as long as it's under nine months, I yeah, think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think okay. we're good. Yeah, our previous we'll record is okay. four. We blew that out of the water with nine. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not four or nine <laughs>
2: this time. But... Hopefully we'll be uh getting through more songs. Hopefully more than two next episode. We'll get through are we the waiting and Saint Jimmy and
1: in all hopefully fairness, wake me up. We did have to shoot the shit for a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. One, okay. Yeah,
0: just because it was, you know, the return.
2: But we get a pass. You know,
0: yeah, and we can kinda get together and consolidate notes and kinda compare and
1: keep it down to one, you know, flowing well outline like we said at the beginning too if max decides to join us it could be a totally different story right we could all be in person together well we could we can meet up a little bit beforehand and
0: sit around and yeah. pair notes and max <laughs> don't
1: look
2: at, don't look at me like that i can't see you on camera but i know you're looking at me like that
1: um he's I gonna think... look back at the video and be like those motherfuckers
2: I'm gonna look at the 10 second delay between Facebook and reality. Um, I think are we the waiting state, Jimmy, and wake me up and then homecoming what's her name? I think this will probably be another four-parter. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. At Homecoming least. is a part in and of itself. Yeah. Right. I mean, we might be able to sneak what's her name in at the end if we do it properly, but it'll be it'll be a, a double episode. It'll be a two-hour. However many episodes we do. It's fine. It's yep. fine. We, as long as we get, we're just doing it for fun. Yep. So. As long as we get what we're what we're shooting for out, entertain the people, have a good time. That's, yeah. that's all this is about. I, my go, main goal was having a good time with yeah. two buddies. I I hope you're a at all. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, folks. Think that's gonna about do it for us. We'll uh, we'll let you resume your normal activities. <laughs> Once again, this is bottle Thoughts Podcast.
1: I am Ryan. I'm Zach.
2: And this has been Max.
1: Thanks for joining us. We hope you join us next time. Uh, until next time, don't be dumb. Don't eat yellow snow. Something also
2: intelligible.
1: I love Max, it. everybody. <laughs> Max. <Deuces>.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>